I spent years snickering silently when I saw my friends who swore by dermaplaning because it's like a fancy pants word for shaving your face. But I finally decided to put my money where my mouth is and just try it. It gets rid of like peach fuzz and helps exfoliate and generally gives your skin a soft as a baby's tush feel. Needless to say, when I tried it, I was in a hurry and I wound up accidentally cutting myself in like three places. I had to go to this industry event that night and I had cuts all over my face. I looked like a teenage boy learning to shave for the first time. How unsexy is that? We are wives, entrepreneurs, entertainers, executives, and at the end of the day, we are all moms. All at the same time and never in the same order. (laughs) This is Hi, My Name is Mom, a podcast about motherhood. Here are your hosts, Jen, Corey, and Kayla. Welcome to Hi, My Name is Mom. Today we are going to talk about taking care of your skin during pregnancy and nursing and also during a pandemic. That was my friend, Laura Ortiz. So thank you, Laura, for that mom fashion. And before we get started, if you have a mom fashion, if you have a topic you want us to talk about, if you have a question for one of our guests, follow us, Hi, My Name is Mom, official on Instagram and Facebook, Hi, My Name is Mom.com. It's Kayla and I today. Jen had like a day, like yeah. just one of those days as a mom that was overwhelming. She just like 10 minutes ago and was like, She's, I can't We're sending it. her love because she just had a really overwhelming day. But she did send us that mom fashion. And all I can think of is when my dad used to nick himself and he would stick little pieces of toilet paper on the little bloody spots. And that's what I picture with Jen's story. (laughs) But we have with us today, Elizabeth Smith, who is a physician's assistant. She is an expert at all the non-surgical skincare procedures. And not only is she a friend of me and Kayla's, but she, she recently opened this absolutely amazing facility here in Nashville called Indie Skincare. And she agreed to join us today and talk about all this stuff and give us some clarity. Hi, Elizabeth. Hello, ladies. Thanks for having me on the old old pod. This is so exciting. I'm so proud of you guys. Well, we're really excited to talk to you because anybody who's been pregnant knows that it's a really weird time and all of these really freaky things happen to your body and specifically to your skin. So everybody hears about this pregnancy glow and like, oh, you're going to look so beautiful while you're pregnant. And then and then they don't tell you about the mask of pregnancy where you get melasma and you get all this dark pigmentation all over your face. And they don't tell you that all of a sudden you might have not had acne since you were a teenager and get acne or get like dry patches or if you're me, get other random skin growths and, you know, stretch marks and all the things. And so you already feel weird because everything's changing. And then you get the list of things you can't do, which is not only a lot, like, you know, the things that we know about, like, I don't know, sushi and drinking and stuff. But there, there's a lot of products that you would normally use on your skin that are big time no-nos if you are pregnant or nursing. And so it's just really confusing because God forbid you start Googling things. I feel like you just get so much misinformation. This stuff comes up a lot, especially for Kayla. She's nursing and she, she I'm has, trying to bend the rules. I like want the rules to work for me so much. And yes, I hear that so many times where people just want the rules to change. And you know, the unfortunate thing about so many of these procedures are that even though they may very well be safe, they will never be studied. It just won't happen. Yeah. Uh, that's what's the hard part is no one will ever say some of these non-surgical things are safe to do. While Which pregnant. makes me have faith in humanity. <laughs> right. Can you imagine being like, guys, I'm pregnant. You know what? It's, it's my fourth. It's fine. Just, it's just fine. test it out <laughs> on me. Everything's fine. She's fine. <laughs> Corey, you introduced me to Elizabeth at your house when we were doing um, – Cards for soldiers. Yeah. That's right. We did 100,000 thank yous yeah. for troops overseas. Yeah. So I've been going to Elizabeth, I think, three years now. Yeah. Um, I get, is it Dysport or Dysport? Dysport. 
And part of the reason I love you so much is you're very conservative with your, with how you inject or fill or your whole process is very conservative and, and you have a less is more approach to things, which just makes me love you because I think all of these treatments and injections get a bad name because of people that overfill and overfreeze and a lot of people don't even know until I posted that today. I, I had a few, I posted that um, I miss getting disport and people are like, what's that? Wait, you get that? I'm like, yes, because uh, you've um, helped my eyebrows. Cause I have that one eyebrow like that just like doesn't like to say hi. Um, <laughs> like flat now, like look, that one's flat and that one's, Hey, um, well, I, I think it's so cool what you do because you know, I mean, obviously, of course, there's a ton of like vanity reasons to get these things done and we all want to feel good, but you're also just helping people with a lot of issues that they have. And I think it's like such a cool thing where like people go in to see you and they just walk out feeling better and refreshed. And that's just, that's a pretty cool thing. I remember going to you one time, it was right after a miscarriage and I, and I knew I needed to get, uh, like refreshed. And I was holding it off because I was pregnant. And I don't know if you remember this. Um, and I literally walked in and I was just like, well, I can get my disport. Just had a miscarriage. And I was very nonchalant and like casual about it. And you were so sweet. And, and I was at a point where I wasn't dealing with it yet. But I just thought, I'm going to do this for my face. Like, and, and I was very lighthearted. But you were just so sweet about um, you just knew that was part of my process was wanting to feel a little bit better about myself. And you made me feel like a princess while I was in your chair. Well, you're so sweet. I, I think it's so important, um, like just with the conservative and because like you said, so many people are overdone. I actually, when people ask for that, I um, don't really do overdone, even if they ask for it. I'm not the big lip girl. I say like, if you want a big lip, it's I'm not your girl. Like you want frozen face. I'm not your girl. Like I want to make you look refreshed. But um, I I try sometimes to get to the root of why they want that. Um, why they want to change so drastically instead of just like changing them drastically. And that's like one of my really, um, I think it's like a mission of mine is to recognize why they want those changes um, and to not just feed into it, right? This culture just feeds into so much of the overdone or the change. If you don't like it, let's just fix it instead of like accepting who we are. And I know my field is vanity focused, um, but I, I just love people to feel more confident but that's not changing them. That's just making some insecurity maybe a little bit less. So it's like dressing to, you know, it's like dressing for your body or like getting your dress, like during the quarantine, like, yeah, doing your hair, throwing on your makeup. It's the same kind of thing. Well, let's talk about when you do get pregnant and some of those major changes that happen with your skin. Is that all because, is it all just hormones? Yeah, most of it's just all hormonal, especially acne. You know, anytime we get acne kind of along the jawline, that's a pretty big symbol of being hormonal. It can have other things to contribute to, but that's a huge part of it. We dry out because baby's just taking up all the, the fluid, you know, so our skin can tend to sometimes dry. And even if you over dry your skin, you'll overproduce oil to try to combat the over drying. And then you break out. I mean, it's just, you know, there's so many things going on. Like you said, the discoloration, um, that's hormonal. So um, yeah, it all basically leads back to hormones. It all, it all starts in the nipples and just goes from there. Oh my gosh. I, <laughs> I was sending you pictures of my face during my pregnancy. Like, are you sure I can't use retinol? And you're like, no, you can't. Yeah, there she is I'm like, are you sure? Is there like, and yeah, but my, I was so dry during my pregnancy and I just, I just gave up. I feel like on all skin regimen. So I try to like remind people that even though you can't use certain things, people are like, I can't use salicylic acid. Well, yeah, if it's over 2%, you can't, but salicylic acid is what helps with breakouts a ton. So can we find something like Epion Solytic that helps with breakouts that is pregnancy safe? Absolutely. So there are ingredients that have low enough percentages where it is absolutely pregnancy safe. So what are the big no-nos during pregnancy? What are the things that like people like Kayla who are trying to bend those rules, what are the big ones that you have to but stop, I didn't. stop I doing? I did not pregnancy? break the rules. You didn't. Yeah, right. You just <laughs> asked her multiple times hoping the answer would change. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. So there's like, you know, the list would be 
basically Botox, of course, like Botox is going to be one of our number one things you could not have. Um, again, cause it's never been studied and it never will be studied, but that that'd be kind of our number one, no retinol, retinol, retin-A, tretinoin, anything like that. That's an absolute no, no. Like I'd mentioned, no salicylic acid over 2%, no glycolic acid over 10% no hydroquinones, um, and no um, benzoyl peroxides. And does that carry over into nursing as well? I basically treat nursing like pregnancy. So I always just say, just stick it out. You know, there's a couple of changes that we might be able to do. Um, oh, during- I've been using retinol. It's going to be okay if you've been using retinol, but um, labely, um, they're going to they're gonna ex-nay the retin-A. You don't remember when I was like, hallelujah, after after bash weaned, and I was like, well, my feelings are kind of hurt because I wasn't quite ready, but at <laughs> least I can get some retinol. <laughs> With Radley, I didn't know I was pregnant until like eight and a half weeks. So if somebody's been using this stuff and then finds out they're pregnant, I mean, I know if I, I wasn't on that kind of stuff at the time, but if it was me, I'm the person who would be freaking out and Googling it and finding like the weirdest, like a foot grew out of my kid's neck after I used (laughs) retinol in the first trimester. So how scared should women be? Is it just like the drinking thing where you're like, "Eh, don't overthink it? The first trimester, your body's such a beautiful thing that it's healing anything you're doing. You know, just like drinking, just like any skincare products. I mean, I've had people who they thought they weren't pregnant. They came in for Botox. They got Botox and it's been completely fine. That's why they try to say like, it's, you know, why don't we know it's safe in pregnancy? Because so many people get it um, while they're pregnant and they just didn't know. So I, it's never something I tell someone to worry about. If they They end up being the test cases, like if only those were documented. Well before I had kids, because I waited until much later than a lot of my friends, but I remember a girlfriend of mine, she's like, I don't know what's happening, but I just, I have this mustache. She's like, it's not hair, it's pigment, but I literally look like I have a mustache. And that was my first introduction to melasma. And I got it really badly with Radley. I was living in New York and I don't know if this is right, but my understanding is that it can be activated by not only just the sun, but also just heat. Is that right? Exactly. And so I was pregnant in New York and I was outside walking every day, all day. And I'm already kind of a freckly person. And you've helped me so much with this, by the way. But I just had so much pigment. And it's almost like I didn't realize it until later. And I'd be taking a picture where the sun was shining on my face. And I was, you know, it wasn't freckles. It wasn't, it was beyond that. And so when you start seeing that stuff happening during pregnancy, I mean, I think there's a lot of things that you just go, well, it's worth it because obviously I'm making a baby and I'm not saying any of it's not worth it. But are there things that you can do, the acne and the the dry stuff that is safe, that is going to be helpful? So with, I'll start with melasma. Um, so you're exactly right. Melasma, it's the mask of pregnancy. That's what they call it because, you know, it'll either mask you up here or it'll mask you here. Yeah, forehead, uh, lip. That, Yep, that thick pigment that happens. And that can even stick with you after a pregnancy. So it's kind of frustrating because usually the hormones of pregnancy bring it on. Um, but exactly right, heat makes it worse. You know, even going to hot yoga makes it worse. Um, so it's not just walking outside. But the things that you can do for that are wear a physical sunscreen, which means you have like a titanium um, or zinc base of a sunscreen because chemical sunscreens tend to, um, what people don't realize is a lot of these over-the-counter chemical sunscreens absorb the UV rays and turn them into heat. Weird. I had no idea. So no banana boat? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my friends. It's funny. Whenever they'll like get their sunscreen out, they'll like pause, like see my reaction. Well, I'm I'm not kidding. Like I just went on the boat uh, last weekend and I mean, we all had our banana boat in I have like my Clinique and I'm like, is that better? Like, I don't know. Oh, I'm super picky about it now, but I didn't used to be. And now I am such a snob about my sunscreen. I'm not. I don't know if you know this, but it's banned in like New Zealand and Hawaii and Mexico. Chemical sunscreens are banned. Oh, literally. They, you can't use them because it kills the barrier reef. Yet we're going to put that on our skin. 
seems a little silly. That's weird. So yeah, it's the it's the zinc based, and then the is it titanium dioxide dioxide plasma? That's really important. Obviously, is to put a physical block of sunscreen on. My favorites would be like. I love when I'm just like out and about doing the color science powdered brush. It's so easy. Elta MD makes really affordable sunscreens and you can get some for babies there um, up to adults. And they have- That's what I use, Elta. Yes, yes. stuff. Yeah. So that's one thing. That's the main thing you can start with. Um, Then there's ingredients like, um, or products like Lectira or Discoloration Defense. Those are two things that help brighten up pigmentation that are pregnancy safe. So if you give give up your hydroquinone, which I don't like people on for a long stint of time anyway, um, that's a really great one. And then vitamin C. um, So like C, ferulic, but SkinCeuticals is kind of going to brighten up your complexion too. So those are kind of my melasma fighters. Um, You have, you've turned me into a massive SkinCeuticals fan. Um, I use a lot of their products, but they are super pricey. Um, it it is an investment uh, to use SkinCeuticals. Mm -hmm. And so for some of our listeners that, um, that's just crazy. That's not in their budget at all. Mm -hmm. What over the counter products like is a must have that are skin safe and that you would give the thumbs up for? I believe it was CeraVe that just came out with the vitamin C serum. Um, and I think it's maybe maybe 10% L-ascorbic acid, if that, because it's also in a, uh, I believe in a cream base, which if it's not in like a tinted bottle mixed with all the different beautiful ferulic acid and um, have the right pH, it's not very potent. But for someone who just needs to get into the dip their toe into vitamin C, especially if you're rosacea or sensitive, it's at least a start until you could invest and kind of into that, that product. Um, so I would say that would be one thing for discoloration. You're not going to find something over the counter. That's, that's just, you have to have a more medical grade type of thing for discoloration. But like I said, for vitamin C serum and Elta MD is very affordable. Um, so all of their products are, you know, they're not six ninety nine, but they're going to be around like $20 or so. So Elizabeth really helped me after I had Radley and I had in some ways kind of reduced the melasma. So she did these peels on my face. Oh my gosh, this might sound really gross, but it was so cool. So she does this peel and then like a week later, the pigmentation, it like just peels off in your hand. So there will be like a freckle. And the freckles just in your hand. <laughs> it's like, sounds so gross, but it was awesome. It was so gratifying. And yeah. so I, I did a series of peels with her. And then, and then when I got pregnant again, I did a lot of what she talked to me about, which is the Lytera. And I did the CE Ferulic, which we'll put some links so you guys can find these yeah. products easily rather than having to like try to figure out what we're saying because it's like weird words if you're not familiar. Um, But I did not have, now I wasn't in New York anymore and I was much better about sunscreen and even hats and stuff, but I didn't have it the second time around like I did the first time and I give you full credit for that. And then I also have my own little like, (laughs) my own little confession. (laughs) When I first started using those products, I was like sticker shocked. I've since realized that they also go a really long way. Really you're you're using this like a bottle for like months at a time. I mean, mm-hmm. at least a couple months, so it lasts. But when I was first trying to, I, she had given me a bunch of little samples and I was just like, oh my God, I can't spend this. And so I looked around to try to see if I could find things at better prices. Well, I didn't know that when I did that, I was getting fake stuff. <laughs> and fortunately, it was like on Overstock. I'm like, oh my gosh, Overstock has SkinCeuticals. This is amazing. Uh, and uh, it's still not that cheap. It's still like $75 or something, right? So thank goodness I had been using these little samples because it's like, if it was supposed to smell like C.E. Ferulic, it smelled like banana boat. Wait, <laughs> wait, wait a second. Yes. I ordered from Derm Store. Is that That's, a reputable? Yes. So they have to be a medical, co- like a medical company basically to sell okay. medical so Derm Store is totally fine. Not not Amazon, not eBay, not no. Overstock, not anything that's a third-party seller. Yeah, that's my dad. He was so sweet, and he kept stealing my mom's C Ferulic because he loved it. He's like, I actually see a difference in my skin, sweet dad. Aww. Um, and so he wanted to buy another one because they were like burning through it because it was both of them using it. 
Um, and he didn't want to bother me, which is the silliest thing in the whole entire world. Um, because they live out of state and because you can order from, of course, our, our store. Um, but, um, he bought it on this website and it was a little discounted and he got it in. He's just like, this is completely fake. Like you could see the bottles looked exactly the same, but then you opened it and it was completely clear. The dropper was different. It was a fraud. And then you don't even know what it is. That's right. the thing. You have to throw it away. I mean, but people I think are I, selling used bottles and just refilling them. them up. So, and these came in sealed packages. Like, it, so don't be fooled, you guys. Uh, if you can, if you get it for more than like fifteen or twenty percent off on some on one of those like medical stores, like that's the most I've seen. Or if you do an auto ship on some places, or like Elizabeth actually has promos going on for different. Um, brands at different times on her site so um so <laughs> i would recommend okay. it. don't try to find a deal i'm gonna talk brands because i feel like this is one of the biggest things we see on social media when it comes to skincare so you have your drugstore that okay. like everyone just kind of goes to and then you have your people who are avid and they only get stuff from dermatologists or medical professionals and then mm -hmm. you have these mlm companies oh no <laughs> <laughs> so, i just want uh no opinions just some facts from a medical professional um mm -hmm. because i used to use mlm products my, i grew up with my mom selling mary Kay, like and everything i used i will say up until probably the age of 24 was all mary Kay. i used timewise forever that was mm -hmm. their whole timewise mary Kay skincare line that's all i used and i will say i will give credit to this as my mom has fantastic skin and she doesn't use Mary Kay anymore, but I think it's because she's always had a regimen and she's mm -hmm. always used product. Right. But with that being said, Oh, my grandmother, cold cream. I don't even know what that is, but I know what it <laughs> but I will say like, give me cold cream in my stocking. Yes. What but like, I think the kit for like, RNF is like 280 bucks and it lasts you for like two months. And then you have kits from Arbonne and Beauty Counter and like there, there's a lot of it. So, it, I mean, and I will say that's probably the middle price range. So you have like your, your medical grade, your, your skin, your skin medica, and then you have your, um, your store brands. So yeah. is there, is it worth, if you can't afford the top notch medical grade skinceuticals mm -hmm. do you just get the drugstore or is it is it a little better using the mlm brands mm -hmm. so yeah uh, without like being filled with haters and like inbox um i have <laughs> a, a very touchy subject <laughs> just facts. like is it is it worth the, i'll give the facts so when you go to drugstore products it's not that they don't have any ingredients, right? They have some ingredients that are at watered down levels because A, they can't give you something that would change your skin drastically or else they could get a lawsuit on them, right? Like they can't do an ingredient with a super potency because they aren't doctors. They can't prescribe a medical condition and they can't treat it either. So when they're, you're getting over the counter, the retinol, it's not going to be as highly formulated. It's not going to be as high percentage because they can't sell that over, over the counter, nor are they tested, right? They're not going to go through the um, process of, of um, the research, the actual, like, does this cellularly change the skin? Oh, my skin looks better. Um, so then we go up to, I, I don't, I wouldn't say that um, some of these MLMs are that much cheaper than medical grade. The the things that I don't like um, is that some of these that are sold in a house are just that. They're the same thing. They're not a medical professional. A, they can't diagnose you properly because they aren't trained in that, right? B, again, it's going to be ingredients that aren't quite as potent because they can't be because they're sold in your house. Um, you're not selling them. Um, in a medical office. You don't have to have a medical director to be sold there. Um, and so are they terrible products? No, they're really not. I really don't want to knock on them, but for the price tag, are they what you're giving them? Whereas I loved what you said about your mom. It's because she's always had a skincare regimen. Some of these before and afters that I see, this Aunt Susie's never touched her skin with a lick of anything. She's used Dove bar soap to wash her face her whole life. 
Uh-huh. She slapped on even a moisturizer. Guess what? She's going to look better. <laughs> so some of these before and afters, I'm just like, you've got to be kidding me. Um, because that's, you know, where it's misinformation. Right. Whereas when you have SkinCeuticals, you have Duke studies. You have the pathophysiology. You can see on a cellular level, they will show you the JDD articles on how this works in your skin, how it changes the skin. Um, it's not that I look at this, it looks better. My skin feels better. It's like, this is how it changes. So that's where the money comes from because they have, they have to pay for the research somehow. I think that's uh, such a good question. And it's also, I, I think what I've learned is it, in what you're saying, in terms of potency, the bang for your buck is what you have to look for. So maybe there's a, something in, in, you know, you can go to the drugstore and to get the same result, you just, uh, it's just a bunch of other crap in there other than the actual thing that you need. So you could buy like 20 bottles of that or one bottle of a medical grade product and you'd, you're just going to get so much further. So I think that's what I've learned is that invest in less things. Maybe you don't need a 10-step skincare routine. Maybe right. you need a three-step skincare routine and exactly. you just get to what is the stuff that's going to be the most important. Nursing and pregnancy aside, what would you say whether it's procedures or whether it's products, like what would be your top things that you're like worth it, worth mm -hmm. saving for? Here's what's going to give you the biggest results. I, I say like when you're starting on an anti-aging regimen, you just, you hone in and I've kind of just like always gone back to like having a core four, which means you wash your face, but I don't care what you wash your face with other than say nines, don't do that. Um, but get an over the counter, get a CeraVe face wash. I don't care unless you have acne where you need a medicated wash, get an over the counter. Don't spend your money there. That's um, such a great piece of advice because there's probably people spending 30 bucks on some random face wash and thinking yeah. that that's helping. Right. You're washing it off. I mean, if you think about it, um, get I a wash my face with Dr. Bronner's and I really <laughs> love it. <laughs> You know what? I mean, it's not the end of the world. Get a micellar water and wash your face. You know, wait, can I ask you what is in St. Ives? Cause I'm not, I don't know what's in there. Oh. So there, I've never used it, but they're apricot scrub. Imagine going to the beach and taking cheese shells and cut like just smashing them up and rubbing them into your moisturizer and just going like this to your face. It's like supposed to exfoliate when in reality you're just in like creating havoc. Don't worry, use it, your elbows and the bottom of your feet. Oh my gosh, so if you've already bought it, it is yeah. not going to go to waste. It's like, yeah, calluses. There you go. Okay, so wash your face. You don't need to spend money on that. Okay, and what else? Um, I do say your some of your first investments should be in a vitamin C serum. You know, you have C frulic, which I think is like the holy grail, or Floritin if you're breakout prone, um, slash oily. And then you, you know, the, your next level down is probably Drunk Elephant. Um, that's like a lower level, but um, it still has some good ingredients for sure. So that would be like the next monetary price downwards. Um, and then, like I said, the very, very low is going to be like your CeraVe, um, who just created a vitamin C serum. That's a very, like a lower percentage, but it's at least a step in the right direction. Um, then your retinol, Retin-A, Retinol, Tretinoin. Um, that's the holy grail of anti-aging. Um, it's going to speed up cell turnover. It's going to, you know, slough off all the dead skin, help with your texture. Um, it's going to, you know, help with collagen production. It's just a great thing as long as you can tolerate it, even though you'll have a rough period potentially. Um, retinol is the number one. And then sunscreen. That's going to be your last one. Which also Every doesn't have to be expensive. No, exactly. It's really just your retinol, a good retinol and a good uh, vitamin C. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then what about procedures? Because I, Kayla has this burning question about <laughs> she, she has missed her disport and she's so worried that she's going to get pregnant again and not be able to have like a little hit of her disport. I don't think I will pregnant. because I think I'm going to be breastfeeding up until the point I get pregnant again. And this is, I went a little off topic. She, can she do that while she's nursing? Uh, so, so here's the this court, um, it's again, never going to be studied. Um, I had someone who came in the other day and uh, their OB, cause I, I very much leave that to the OB discussion. Um, but their OB said, you just need to pump and dump for five hours. Um, is what they told the patient. Um, again, well, I have never, 
there is a way to maybe bend those rules, Kayla. I never, I will never say like, it's okay. Right. I'm not, I'm not going to, I don't have the studies. I don't have any of that. Um, it's just interesting whenever I have patients being like, well, my OB said five hours or my OB said pump and dump for a day. Um, so, but again, that's just a very slippery um, science. It's yeah, it's just not worth it's it. It's also Everything. like, yeah, I was going to say, it's really about risk benefit. And I mean, you are young and beautiful and like, honestly, I think you're, you're good. Oh, I'm okay. I, I say, <laughs> I hope people know when I say things, I'm a dramatic person. And I say things, <laughs> I mean, you have to take it with a grain of salt. Do I really need to freeze my face that bad? No. Would I like to? Of course. Is it yes. worth it? No. Well, so, so this is where I want to get it. I know that was a little bit of a like diversion or whatever, but I really wanted to hit on that for Kayla. And it sounds like you can ask your OB. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you you could just butter up your OB. Like, so you just, you know, I really like those shoes today also. Um, But people that are curious, Discord is very similar to Botox. I like... Because I know a couple people are like, what's Dysport? It's very, it's like the same thing as Botox, just a different brand. So yeah, that was going to be my next thing is like in terms of actual procedures and office procedures that are worth the money. I would put Botox at the top of the list. If you start to see lines at rest. So uh, these people that just like they're young and they just want to start Botox to start Botox. Um, if you start to see lines at Kay- rest. Kayla's checking out her lines at rest in the camera. Uh, <laughs> um, it is definitely time to consider Botox because once they get too deep, we can't reverse them. Um, second reason is like, if your eyebrows are really asymmetric, you know, like we can balance hey. asymmetries. Um, that's where Botox is a great bang for your buck. Um, then filler, yeah, filler is great, um, but it just depends on what you're trying to get it done for. Um, if you want a little bit of a you know, bigger lip in a very natural way. I don't do the massive or, you know, you're starting to get hangy or jowly and we just need to reinflate some of this volume. Um, then filler is a great option, but I even love microneedling and that's a pregnancy thing you can do during pregnancy. Um, I love microneedling. We're going to post a video of when I went in and had microneedling with Elizabeth because I've had it done twice now. And the first time I hadn't gotten anything done in ages and I used to just get facials and stuff. And now really, if I'm going to get anything, I go in and I think I would put a peel or a microneedling session above just going. Now I just get annoyed if I'm like, okay, just stop massaging my face. Will you do something that matters? Like not that it's not enjoyable to have your face massaged, but I'd rather see like, I'd rather see like freckles falling off and I'd rather see, I mean, my skin after I got microneedling like three days later, I just felt so much better. And I started doing that when I was nursing. Mm-hmm. So that you can do, Kayla? Yeah. I know. I need to get in. I'm still in kind of like a mom fog where I'm either working or nursing. So I've never gotten Botox. And I know I I didn't realize how much everyone had gotten it until I started talking about it. Because I was thinking I was just getting to an age where I needed it. And then my friends who are a decade younger than me are like, I've been doing it for a decade. Mm-hmm. And interestingly, that's me. Um, yeah. And so interestingly, my husband and, and Elizabeth and I have kind of talked about this, but I have a feeling I'm not the only one with this kind of question where my husband and this was a while ago and who knows who they went to see. So it's just like get the right skincare stuff. So like go see the right person if you're going to get Botox. But my husband had a coworker who had like the droopy eye thing or something happen after like they had some kind of weird side effect from it, which Elizabeth tells me also can be corrected. But that really made him be like, please don't do that. Please don't do that. So what, what, what would you say to somebody like me who's like, oh, I kind of really want to do it, but then I'm like a little nervous? Yeah. I mean, there's, you can come in for like even baby talks, right? Like baby Botox. Aww, like cute little baby talks. Where you just kind of, we just kind of soften things out. We don't necessarily have to change much, right? When you look in the mirror, we don't have to make something where you're like, oh, wow. I look completely different. Just maybe, oh, wow, my lines are softer. So, you know, to dip your toe in the water with Botox where we don't worry about a droopy, you know, eyebrow, you know, the droopy brows are when people 
way over treat this frontalis, this, this lifter muscle, because they just chase wrinkles all day long. They don't think about anatomy. And if you're lifter dominant, um, like I think Corey, you, you, you're so expressive, right? Your forehead, you like break your brows. Like that's, you're a beautifully expressive person. So if I would just freeze your forehead, you'd feel like I someone just sat. People and, just think I was just, just angry. Well, that's what, honestly, Elizabeth, I love you so much because I, um, you, you know, would freeze your face if you could. No, I wouldn't. No, ask Elizabeth. I'm very conservative. I'm like, give me, give me as little as possible just to soften because I'm yeah. so expressive that I just, I just want a softened look. I don't want a frozen look. I don't want a smooth, like. And that's what I would want too. It would really be more about preventing deeper lines and mm-hmm. it would really be more for the anti-aging like effects than changing my face at all. I think it's so important to maintain expression. Yeah. And I would trust you because I know how conservative you are and how you love a face to be a face and to just, just like it refresh. Like you said, I think that's the perfect way to put it. And that's what most of us moms want is to feel refreshed, refreshed because we don't necessarily feel it inside. (laughs) There's one other thing that I'm super intrigued by that is more, like uh, it is probably a little bit of a bigger thing but like the kybella which anybody who doesn't know what that is I don't oh my gosh it's the coolest thing and and I learned about this from Elizabeth um so kybella is deoxycholic acid which is what we produce to break down fat cells um so our body already produces it but basically they harnessed it and put it into a syringe but the thing is the magic is it permanently destroys a fat cell so when we inject it like under the chin for like fullness under the chin, you know, some people it's not, it's off label. They're, they're injecting it into the fat pads, you know, that that's right in these guys. In the armpits. Fat, um, banana rolls. I mean, you Can know. I put it in my butt? <laughs> <laughs> Why would you want to, your butt what? is beautiful. Yeah. What's the, like, you, you have a great butt. But yeah, it, it permanently destroys fat cells. So it's pretty magical. Mm-hmm. If you have like small pockets of fat. Okay. So. I totally thought you were talking about that stuff when I said my butt, because I thought it was the stuff that like you put into your thighs and butt to like get rid of cellulite. That's not it. Oh, no, not that magical. So stuff. I have this dream and it probably can't even be used for this, but, and it's one of these things that if you don't have it, you're like, Oh, that's not a big deal. Or, Oh, I can't see it. But I know my other C-section mamas are going to feel me on this. I got the little C-section shelf above my scar. And even when my body fat is really low, it's still there. And it's because the scar tissue has kind of like, there's like adhesion. So the scar tissue means that the layers of tissue don't move separately anymore. They're like all all glued together. To microneedle your scar, by the way. <gasps> oh my gosh. <laughs> Would that help to break up the scar tissue? <laughs> Yes, it won't deep, deep break it up, but very like on the superficial planes, just kind of smooth it out. Absolutely. That is so cool because I, I do think it's one of those things where it's all fine and good for someone to be like, you don't need that. But every C-section mama I know when you put on a bathing suit and you're like, you know, what, especially if you've been like working hard to eat well and exercise and then you just feel like, okay, yeah, I'm proud of it. Of course, like a big part of me loves that scar because both of my babies came out of it and I wouldn't have it any other way. But would I like to feel like, and it kind of like puffs up more after like if I eat much salt or like if I have a big meal or anything. And so it's just one of those things that I have this dream of like injecting Kybella in there and it just disappears. But maybe the, I, I can at least for, for my C-section ladies can roll micro needle it. That's amazing. Yes. Aside from all this stuff, we are in a pandemic. I know for myself, um, I started coloring my own hair (laughs) and I'm coming really close to considering cutting it myself. But I'm wondering if because people can't get in to do the things they would normally do, have you seen anybody doing some like cringeworthy DIY things that they should not be doing? Um, at home microneedling or derma rolling. I have one of those, but I haven't used it in years. Yep. Don't use that. Yep. We'll just throw her in the trash can. Is that because of just in like it not being a sterile setting? So it's two things. Yes. You're not disinfecting that properly. Um, and then you're just going to roll a bunch of needles over your face, which 
you're not just like you don't there's no way that you're not putting that through an autoclave you know maybe you're dipping it in a little alcohol um and then two you might be rolling it over an active breakout which is just going to spread that bacteria everywhere three um it's it's more like at home derma rolling versus microneedling um if you did it on a banana you would see that the at-home derma rolling is more like um, just these little, like, almost tears in the skin, um, not like a controlled down and up, like, needle in and out, in a, like, in a, um, a way that's not going to catch the skin or damage the skin. What about, this was something that I was so scared to do, and now I'm kind of, like, obsessed with it after the first time I had it done at a facial, is dermaplaning. Oh, I shave my face all the time. I do too now. And and I want to ask Elizabeth how she feels about this because the first time I had it done, I was so skeptical because I truly believed that if I shaved my face, I was going to grow a beard. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I was like... Same, girl. Same. I was convinced. And then yeah. finally, I had... Um, I had an esthetician who works for my dermatologist. They were having a special on facials that included dermaplaning. And she was kind of talking to me about the benefits and the exfoliation of it. And I had never really been bothered by like the peach fuzz on my face. But after she did it, you guys, the way my makeup went on, I was, I loved it. But clearly I can't go and pay for a facial to get dermaplaned and the hair grows back quicker than the time that I can afford to do it. So is it okay to get those little, I have, I think they're called twinkle, twinkle rays. Is it okay to do that at home? Totally. Yeah. I mean, tinkle razors are great unless you're breakout prone. don't your face if you're breakout prone you're going to make your breakouts worse but um as long as you i would recommend alcoholing your face before you tinkle just to get all the (laughs) before you tinkle (laughs) crap myself up there um (laughs) just to get all the bacteria like wash well back the uh alcohol down um and yeah i was gonna i'm actually gonna do like a little tutorial on how to do it at home um, because it's a great procedure. You're not getting quite as in depth as you are with a medical one, like going to an esthetician, but it's definitely just a great way to exfoliate and to get that peach fuzz off. That's something that's an affordable option that a lot of moms could use at home. And you know, they can, every kind of drugstore has those little tinkle razors. Yeah. They're three bucks. I mean, it's dirt cheap. Yeah. And it's so gratifying to see like the little bit of fuzz in the skin. <laughs> Guys, I'm so gross. I'm like a freckle peeled off and also all the skin. No, it's it's amazing. I love it. So I could have been like the pimple popper lady, like in a different life. Elizabeth, I sent Corey um, a, a picture. I think this was like probably two years ago. Do you remember when I did that DIY charcoal mask? You are about <laughs> to get in trouble. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I... On Pinterest, and actually, I will post the picture next week. Um, it, no, you you had a video. Oh, I did a video too. Okay, so I could probably find it. So I put it all over my face, all down my chest, on my back because I had some back knee going on, and then I put it on my butt because I thought <laughs> I, was, like, I didn't know that. Yeah, well, you know, you had butt knee too. No, I didn't have butt knee, but I thought, ooh, I'm going to get the peach fuzz off my butt. Like, I'm going to have, like, a nice smooth You gave yourself a full Brazilian with it? (laughs) I'm so glad I didn't put it anywhere else. Um, I I start with my chest, and I start to pull this off, and it's flaking off. It's not what it looked like on Pinterest, where it just pulls off and it's like, oh, I'm Kim Kardashian. No, it was flaking off. And so then I'm having to chip it off, and I'm going, ow, ow. Ow. And then by the time I get to my face, I'm in so much pain. Oh, it was so bad, Elizabeth. We got to find this video and share it as a, as a as a lesson in not to do this because she sent this video and it it was like super glued to her face. Like she's trying to pull it and I was terrified for her. I really, it was funny after the fact when we knew she was okay, but it was it was horrifying like it would not come off of her face and then later she goes well I actually kind of love the results I'm like yeah because you took like four layers off my skin was glowing (laughs) but then I broke out really bad (laughs) yep yep that'll that'll follow yeah it's just like the pore strips I mean just like anything that's just like ripping things off your face you know not not really approved I would say I am Kayla and I'm a Pinterest 
Okay. I'm a recovering DIY masker. I, I DIY everything. That is in my profile. Like I DIY everything. But you know what? When it comes to skincare, I'm going to leave it to the professionals. Love it. You know how many like all natural people that have to treat their eczema because of using all natural ingredients. I always say if someone wants to go a more natural line, look at Epiance because they're still medically based, but they are a little more botanical. So it's a great line. We won't keep you much longer, but we do have some, we'll just go through these like really quickly. Some listener rapid fire questions. Let me have them. Maskne, is that a real thing? Yeah, it is. This is a warm area, just breeding bacteria basically. And yes, the answer is yes. I have a post about it actually, how to treat it. We watch what we eat so much, but our skin is our biggest organ and absorption happens almost immediately. Are there safe alternatives of some of the more aggressive procedures that you recommend? In reality, I mean, water's a chemical, you know, like that when people use the word chemical and demonize it, I kind of get frustrated because there's so many things that are chemicals, but it's like, where do you think some of these acids even come from? Um, Not everything's even just like manufactured, you know, like even like kojic acid, like it comes from a mushroom, you know, that helps brighten up melasma. I'm trying to like just shift the mind focus on that and, and bring you to the light of like, there's, there's medical research behind these things. So that's why I trust them. Um, versus, you know, rubbing poison ivy on your face just because it grows from the ground. (laughs) And from what I understand, natural, like the actual word natural does not have to mean anything to be labeled that way. Not a thing. Okay. Next. Oh, um, I have a feeling I know what your answer is going to be because of Kayla's experience that she shared. Uh, but someone asked, what are the best homemade mask components? Uh-huh. <laughs> Don't use Kayla's recipe. Yeah, I, I just wouldn't do an at-home mask. I mean, that's like just from your baking soda to your lemon juice to apple cider vinegar and coconut oil. You know, that's like some of this, yes, is citric good. Is there vitamin C in citric acid? Of course. But it when you get it out of an orange or a lemon, is it going to be the right pH for your skin? Absolutely not. <laughs> so um, I would just stick with, you know, get a, a good like um, clarifying mask by SkinCeuticals, get a phytocorrective mask for rosacea. Um, there's just so many great ones already out there. What is the best procedure you recommend for sunspots? Sunspots are more sun damage, which is you can do laser because you don't want to do laser on melasma. You only want to do like chemical peels or microneedling for melasma as well as topicals. Um, But for sunspots, you can do like an IPL laser and things like that. Oh, I want to do that on my freckly shoulders and arms. Uh, (laughs) Start saving. Okay. uh, My skin has become super crepey. Is there a topical fix? You know, hyaluronic acid is going to kind of plump and smooth out the skin. Good exfoliation is going to be important while also replacing the hydration barrier. Um, you know, that it's a fine balance between doing like glycolics and um, AHA, BHA acids and also making sure that barrier stays intact with like a triple lipid, which mimics your moisture barrier. So, and then microneedling would be the other thing. Just not St. Ives for <laughs> exfoliation. Please, your God, no. Okay. Uh, I had some strange little black hairs pop up in bizarre places. What's the best way to get rid of these little suckers? Plucking, waxing? Yeah, or uh, laser hair removal. Yes, and then it's really gone. Okay. Did you have any questions from your audience that we did not cover here today? I would say, like, I would go over one little pregnancy-safe skincare routine. That would be awesome. So, slash, you know, breastfeeding. So people want alternatives. So if someone's on a retinol because they break out or just anti-aging, I switch them typically to Epion Slight Lytic Cream. Um, there's also um, Bucucol, but really Herbivore has cut that out. So I'm trying to find a couple more brands and I'll do a post on that soon. That's another retinol alternative. There are, like as far as washes go, if you're breaking out, Revision still has a good brightening wash, which does have that salicylic and glycolic in a lesser percentage that's pregnancy safe. Um, So that's a good breakout wash or just use a normal wash um, otherwise. Um, Whenever you really start to see that issue with dryness, if you really start to experience that, triple lipid is going to be your best bet if you're insanely dry. Um, It's going to give you that hydration back. It's going to mimic your moisture barrier and actually fix the problem instead of just like slapping 
things like a, the top of a, on a water bottle. That's most moisturizers. It's just trying to hold the moisture you already have in. If you don't have enough water in the water bottle, then you're not helping the issue. Um, so that's a really great, it's an investment. If you're, if you're really dry, it's a lifesaver. Um, hyaluronic acids are safe. So if you want to fill in some of the fine lines, you can't keep your bobo. Um, <laughs> then you can use some things just to kind of plump you out as much as you can. Um, and then vitamin C serum, CE Frulic is pregnancy safe. So you can stay on your vitamin C's while you are pregnant. And lastly, if you just want more of a glow, Dr. Dennis Gross makes um, ultra gentle peel pads that have the lower percentages as well. So you can use those a couple times a week just to get a nice exfoliation on. Oh my gosh. You, you are such a wealth of information. And I wish I'd known you during my first pregnancy because I feel like I could have avoided a lot of, a lot of A, the issues that I had and B, like the stuff I spent money on. Thank you so much for joining us today. I want to make sure people know where to find you. I am not kidding when I say, first of all, Elizabeth is just adorable and bubbly and just like this really beautiful person. Um, But she's just such a wealth of information that's all just this really science-based and it's like she does these awesome posts and she takes questions from her audience all the time. So, um, so go follow her. She's at Elizabeth Smith PA, Elizabeth with an S and then go follow her business, which is at indieskincare.co. And for anyone listening, I, (laughs) I really want to know if anyone else is DIYing stuff during the (laughs) pandemic. We're going to find Kayla's video of her charcoal peel and her before and after, and it really is crazy. And then I'm also going to share my microneedling experience, which is a doctor approved over here. Um, but please, if you or someone you know is is trying things in the pandemic, I'll oh. be the Pinterest fail guinea pig. No. Um, yes, please share that. That would be hilarious. Submit your pandemic DIY fails and it's going to be like our version of Nailed It. And and now you know, guys, like get rid of all of like the random cabinet full of stuff and like just get those yeah. few little things that are worth it, that are going to help you feel good and prevent some stuff during pregnancy and take care of some stuff after pregnancy. Better skincare means you don't need as harsh as foundations and like makeup. You can, mm-hmm. like, I've noticed that since I've started investing in skincare, I haven't needed to invest in as many makeup products, like for, for coverage, for yeah, heavy coverage. coverage. I totally yeah. agree with that. A lot of times yeah. I will just use like a little bit of like a tinted moisturizer like a and some like mascara or something. Elta, they have a good tinted Moist, yeah. yeah. So, you know, all these products we're recommending, we're really just saving people money because now they don't need the makeup and now they can spend less on their face wash. And, you know, you just tell yourself like, we're over here. We're basically like coupon clipping for you guys. Pretty much. Pretty yes. much. Elizabeth, uh, we adore you. Thank you again for coming on today. You guys know where to follow her. Make sure you come follow us at Hi, My Name is Mom Official on Instagram and Facebook. If you enjoyed today's episode and you'll take like two minutes to go and rate and review and subscribe. And if you have other mama or parent friends who you think would enjoy our podcast, please send them our way. Um, and you guys have a great day. Woo! <laughs> we wooed at the same time. Woohoo! Your name is Mom. <laughs>